Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, The Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. Ooh, it feels good to be back. Ever since I have returned to putting out consistent episodes, since getting settled, since moving to Los Angeles, I feel so good about doing this and, and fooling with y'all. Like, I'm so excited. But as y'all already know, I can't do any episode without thanking you all for listening. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are in podcast land, you choose to lend me your ears once a week or once every two weeks for about an hour or so, and I hella appreciate that. First things first, as y'all know, I love me some Lamar Park in Los Angeles. Just a heads up, Labor Day weekend, which is this upcoming weekend. If you are staying in town, the Lamar Park Heritage Festival is this weekend in Lamar Park. It will be going on uh, basically all weekend, even Monday, which is Labor Day. Um, so definitely follow through. If you need more information, uh, go to Instagram at Lamar Park Festival. That's Lamar, L-E-I-M-E, R-T, Park Festival. And then you can also follow We Love Lamar on Instagram as well to stay abreast of all things that are um, that are dealing with um, the movement out there in one of my favorite places in LA. Also, thank you for those that have been leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. If you love the podcast and you subscribe to it and you haven't done so, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Um, please continue to spread the word. I'm really happy and grateful that even in my absence and honestly uncertainty with respect to where the direction of this show was going to go and um, the input and things of that nature that I was dealing with while I was getting acclimated and getting settled in L.A., I'm really happy that y'all held it down for your girl while I got my shit together. So thank y'all so much, and I appreciate y'all for doing so. Um, in my Again, in my absence, trying to figure this thing out, and I will appreciate it if you continue to leave reviews and you know feedback that will um, help other people kind of get their own assessment without my input in terms of what Spiritual Homegirl podcast and what Spiritual Homegirl is about and what it does for you and how you feel about it. So thank y'all so much. Also, sign up for the mailing list at spiritualhomegirl.com. Remember, spiritualhomegirl.com, or if you follow your girl on Instagram, you can click that link that says sign up for my mailing list and tap in. If you don't have that, I'm going to leave the notes uh, in the show notes. I'll leave a link for you to sign up for the mailing list. I'm going to tell y'all why I'm going to be honest with y'all. I got a love-hate relationship with social media. I've been on social media for a very long time. I've seen how social media has become um, very, very useful. And I've also seen where it's become very, very manipulative. And I'm going to be clear. And I'm going to be completely transparent. I don't know how I feel about that anymore. And um, I, I just, I don't, I don't trust social media like that anymore. As a content creator, as a businesswoman... As a person who just wants to do good for the world, I don't like where it's heading with respect to the algorithms, with respect to the monetization, with respect to controlling content, um, shadow banning, the whole nine. And people act like this is just a myth and that shit isn't. Um, when you have too many words in your flyers and things like that, even if it's something positive, that's nothing to do with what I'm doing. If I'm just trying to spread the word of something really, really cool that can help somebody, I noticed that um, Instagram blocks the views on that. Now, at first, I thought they was dropping the ball when it came to, um, you know, chronological order, not bringing that back. But I'm realizing it's solely tailored to um, market things a certain way, have prioritization over certain things. And I'm not really sure how I feel about that going forward. I know also they've been having bugs and glitches and things like that. And I'm really glad that the majority of what I do isn't super duper reliant on Instagram or social media. As again, I have a, a podcast. If you subscribe, you can find me, period, regardless of whether I stay on there or not. But um, I was thinking about a lot of business owners that run a business uh, maybe 85 to 90% of the time on social media and on Instagram. And if one of these platforms has a bug and crash, that money is gone for that day. And lately, I've seen the glitches go anywhere from six hours to 18. So um, it's been very interesting. And I've noticed that we, even all of us, I mean, even if you don't have a business, there's something you want to do and you want to spread um, positivity to the world. And social media is a great conduit for that. Just consider getting off of social media. You feel me? Like this, I don't, I don't really see this being something that's going to be, um, how do I say it? I think we're going to go through different eras of social media. And I think the era that we're in now might not necessarily last for too much longer the more we find out about the effects of social media. 
um, there's a book I'm going to reference in this episode that's kind of giving me this type of um, thought process. I read it months ago and it's really been stuck in my head since. So I highly suggest that if y'all want to keep up with me, you can definitely sign up for my text messaging service, which I do have. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you the number to that in just a moment. So get your pen and paper ready. And I highly suggest you sign up for the mailing list because I think I'm probably going to take some type of break off of um, social media very soon. And I just want to make sure that I can stay in touch with y'all and, um, and yeah, and, and continue the mission. You feel me? Like, I really like people. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like to be in people's faces. I like to be in the streets. That's why people say they see me in La Murder. I tell y'all I'm in La Murder all the time. Or I be out doing stuff because I like people. I like to feel that type of energy. I like to go up and talk and hug and, and, and you know, chop it up and kick it and shit. Like, the internet's cool, but at this stage of the journey, I'm realizing that I like to be out. <laughs> out you know what I'm saying not out going out but you know out like interacting with folks like real interaction you feel me like digital interaction is cool if you don't have no other choice you know due to distance and things but if I can get out in the street shit why not so that's kind of where I'm moving to lately and I, I feel I feel comfortable sharing that I have kind of been sitting on this this realization for for a while but I feel comfortable sharing with y'all so if you do fuck with your girl please go ahead and sign up for the mailing list so if I do decide to bounce off for a little bit y'all won't lose me and I won't lose you so, oh yeah, your girl got drip for sale, like Plies would say. <laughs> I did decide to relaunch my merchandise. I've been saying this for months now, y'all. I said I was going to launch my merchandise um, as soon as, you know, I got acclimated. So we start in one piece at a time. So I'll be doing one commemorative limited edition shirt to go with this Cloud Chasing Epidemic episode. And I think it's kind of fly. So um, I'm going to debut it in the next couple of days or so after this episode airs. So make sure you stay tuned to my Instagram and Facebook at Spiritual Homegirl. Or, I mean, you can sign up for Tribe Letter and make sure that you're the first one to get it delivered straight to your inbox once it drops. So, but yeah. Uh, let's get into this week's episode. Trackademics, producer extraordinaire. Cue the music, please. Have you or a loved one been affected by excessive flexing and lying? Does everything have to be presented as a power move for others to notice? Do you find yourself getting out of character, compromising your integrity and or safety for a look or an opportunity? If so, you or your loved one may have been exposed to CCD, cloud chasing disease. Please text the word clout, C-L-O-U-T, to Spiritual Homegirl at 323-765-3996 and listen to this week's episode about the clout chasing disease epidemic. No, this episode ain't about the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Even though it's an example, there's plenty of things that we as a society have been doing for clout for a very long time. Um, and it's something that happens in our daily activities. It's more than just a sandwich that comes and goes. And plus, it's 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 not even, I'm not even finna do that either. I'm not finna switch into no black political topics, black business, black voters. Um, I'm not finna shame you for eating what you want to eat. My thing is I'm just not with the disrespect of people that already don't make proper wages people are fighting in these people establishments making their life hard and making messes cursing them out and the thing that broke my heart the most and i was already going to do this episode anyway but the thing that broke my heart the most about this whole popeye's chicken sandwich and the fact that i'm even saying heartbreaking popeye's chicken sandwich in the same sentence is mind-boggling to me you feel me but i seen this young boy probably was no older than 17 18 literally about to cry because some dumbass is causing um causing him some mental anguish over this little four five dollar sandwich I guess because he's not making it fast enough or not responding or attending to the customers fast enough. And I'm thinking in my head, y'all over here traumatizing this little boy because he's still young. Y'all traumatizing this young man, this little boy, over a $4 sandwich so you can what? Hashtag it, take a picture of it, tell everybody you ate that damn sandwich. This little boy probably had his first job at Popeye, second job, brand new to the workforce. You understand? And now people are over here traumatizing him mentally traumatizing him over this sandwich like people don't understand some of the stuff we do in in the name of documentation in the name of um hashtagging and posting on social media that really affects other people in ways that we'll never understand for for um for a time period that we'll never be able to fathom and that just bothered me i said we are here bothering children now over this chicken sandwich and, and belittling them and making them feel away and making their job stressful and things like that. This world already stressful enough, let alone the way the system is set up for people to um to survive and not thrive off of. And here you go messing with somebody on step one of the journey of trying to navigate and figure it out and making it work for him over a goddamn chicken sandwich. That's fucking pathetic, okay? I'm trying to keep the cuss words to a minimum. Um, 
I had told my grandmama last night <laughs> and I was wondering, could granny listen to any of my episodes? And she probably could, but she'll probably be like, you call that curse and all that curse. So I'm going to try to minimize it to, you know, to a little bit. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's go backwards. The definition of clout, simply put, um, I've said, we'll say it's something that people do anything for. And that's true. But a simple definition of clout is power or influence, right? To chase. That's a verb, right? That basically means to pursue or be on the hunt for something, right? So a clout chaser, by those two definitions, is a person that's on the pursuit or hunt of power and influence, right? Now, we're not talking about people minding their business, handling business, and not screwing nobody over in the handling of your business. Sometimes people put clout chasing under a real um, umbrella term, blanket term, to where it's just everybody that's just trying to better themselves is clout chasing. We are not talking about that that ain't this, this ain't that, and this, that ain't it, okay? They are not the same. They are not comparable. They're not equal. We're talking about people who are minding their business, trying to better themselves, not being a cloud chaser here, all right? So if you're out here minding, you know, minding your business, doing your, your thing and, and on the pursuit of success, and it just so happens to get you power and influence and you out there using it for good, you are not infected with the CCD, which is the cloud chasing disease, okay? When the pursuit of power and the influence begins to negatively affect our lives and those around us, then you know, we may have a, a little touch of the CCD. You might have a little bit of a um of a, a little bit of a case of a little, you know, a little little minor situation. But then when it gets to a point where it's constantly day by day um, affecting your life governing how you operate yourself oh you super affected you like stage three stage four with it when you start risking your life you're stage four usually a stage four or something that means you're you know you know you might be risking yourself to lose your life so um there's various levels of ccd but let's just talk about kind of how we've gotten there right like i'm trying to figure out how we got to this place as a society to where instant gratification is way more important than just playing the background or living life normally or living life um not necessarily with the need to be on display 24 7 i saw two articles within the past 24 hours that were posted within 24 hours of each other that really bothered me and that let me know the frequency of these kind of events when it comes to cloud chasing and how they can negatively impact our life because we damn cloud chasing i got some notes for y'all let me y'all gonna hear some papers uh shuffling so i'm just letting y'all know now article number one woman falls off balcony while practicing extreme yoga posing for pictures a college student in Mexico survived after reportedly falling 80 feet from a six-floor balcony while performing a yoga pose over a railing last weekend. It looks like the shot is still on Twitter if you guys are looking for it. Me, personally, I'm not in the business of promoting pain and things like that. Like, if you ever see a police brutality video, I don't, I don't share those. And I'm not going to share somebody falling off of a six-story balcony for the sake of proving that it happened. I mean, shit, it's on the news. But... Um, it says the young woman identified by the Mexican newspaper El Universal as 23 year old Alexa Terrazas is seen hanging upside down on the outside of a balcony rail while supporting herself with her weights and the weight of her legs, which are bent. According to a tweet, the woman was practicing, quotes, extreme, in quote, yoga. So basically, we have a woman here that's out here posing. Somebody's documenting it. She is literally hanging halfway over a six story balcony with only her legs and her waist supporting herself her core right after the picture was taken so she got the she got the op you feel me she got the photo but then the woman fell from the apartment balcony and broke both her legs and suffered fractures to her arms hip and head so you got the shot but now you got a whole broken body because you want to do it for the internet now the woman broke 110 bones and underwent 11 hours of surgery Following that fall, she will face years of recovery. Now, you could say, yo, the balcony has some structural damage. No, 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 it didn't. The attorney general's office investigated and realized that there was no structural damage. It wasn't known if the woman had performed the risky stunt before. Either way, what we do know is she has now traded in a photo op for 110 broken bones and years of recovery. That's not, that's, that's clout. The influence, the attention the need to be shown or recognized in a way that just comes off extra fly by risking your life, that's clout chasing to me. And I, with all due respect, I know you're probably going to be like, that's harsh, that woman failed, it's an accident. Yeah, it's an accident, but sometimes things happen because we make the wrong choices. And I'm sending love and nothing but healing positive energy to her and whoever is affected by her injuries, but that could have been prevented. But instead, we made the choice to risk our lives 
for a photo. I don't really know if that's, I, I mean, I ain't never, I, 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 don't, I don't see the value in that. I don't see that trade-off being worth the damage that it's caused to her body. So um, I thought that was kind of interesting. And I said, you know, I'm going to probably share this on the podcast episode. And then right underneath the damn article, I see another article that was posted within a few hours of that article. The next one. Tourists ignore warnings posed at cliff sides hours after a woman dies taking selfies. Let me read that again. Tourists ignore warnings posed at cliff sides hours after a woman dies taking selfies. Article says tourists can't seem to stay away from a dangerous cliffside in Australia. Despite warnings from officials, and most recently the death of a 27-year-old woman who fell while taking selfies. Now, first off, this is a beautiful place. Um, I'm not saying it's worth dying over, but it is a beautiful photo op, and I understand why people may get the notion, but getting the notion and acting on the notion are two different things. So today is what? The 29th of August? On August 17th, so less than two weeks ago, the young woman plummeted off the cliff at Diamond Head Bay in Van Cluse, New South Wales, around 11.30 a.m., according to local reports. Her identity has not been released. Um, hopefully her family knows, though. And I'm sending love and healing energy and positive energy to them as well, as they have lost someone dear to them due to this type of decision. However, within hours of her death, Tourists were still showing up to take pictures at the dangerous location, which is accessed only by climbing over a fence that has signs posted by emergency responders warning visitors of the unstable cliff edge. So basically what happened here is a woman lost her life ignoring signs that say, yo, this shit is not safe for humans to be out here climbing, taking pictures and shit. You're going to possibly injure yourself or lose your life. A woman loses her life. The death is not enough for future people to say, yo, this is dangerous. I should probably stay away from here. They're thinking, well, shit, that's her problem. I'm just going to go over and take this picture anyway. I got to get this selfie. I got to get this drone shot. I got to get this memory. Somebody died there. Hours later, nobody gave a fuck. They just went over there and said, okay, cool. Well, I mean, shit, that's her. Like, is that, is that not, does that not make any sense to you? That doesn't make to me. That doesn't make any sense to me. If somebody dies after jumping off of a, uh, or accidentally falling, excuse me, off a cliff, I'm not finna ignore no signs that say, hey, bro, this is not where you need to be. I'm gonna be like, you know what? Some things just aren't meant to be done, and I'm just gonna take that L the way it is. I mean, I, I don't know. Diamond Bay Reserve in Sydney, which is popular, popularized by Instagram influencer earlier this year, has been regularly inundated by tourists who jumped the fence wire uh, despite the warnings and rules prohibiting them from venturing past it. So all it took was one person to post that shit for everybody to be like, oh, I got to do it. And now they want to be like somebody else and be out here risking their lives, ignoring signs, ignoring the deaths and risking their own lives for the sake of what an Instagram post. Seriously? I can't believe this. And I'm looking, and the cold part about this article is it shows some of the people risking their lives taking this picture. Now, granted, these pictures just fly. They fly. But for 139 likes, was it worth it? I'm, I'm, I'm serious, y'all. This article got this one picture this dude posted on here. It said 139 likes. What's another one? Another one. I think the influencer that started it, that made it pop it, she got 4,620 likes. That's the most likes that I've seen on this article in terms of um, that location. Um, but I've seen another. Hold on. Where's the other one at? Another photo. 452 likes. Another photo. Um, what was it? Let me see. 399 likes. This shit ain't worth risking your damn life. You're going to jump on a cliff and for what? 4,000 likes? You finna flip them 46, 20 likes into some money? Them hunting whatever likes, them 400 some likes? It ain't, it's not worth risking your life. 400 some people, and some of them be bots. You know how that go. So 460 whatever accounts gave you your props for risking your life. Is that shit really worth the, the risk? <laughs> Climbing the fucking fence? Seriously? I, it can't just be me that feel this way, bro. Like, I'm like, bro, am I tripping? I ain't finna sit here. I don't. I look. I got twelve thousand followers on Instagram, and I already know followers don't mean support. You feel me? It ain't support. It could be surveillance, like I seen on Instagram once. So everybody that follow you don't fuck with you, and you gonna sit here and jump over a fence and risk your life for people who might not even fuck with you all the way. Couldn't be me, sis. Couldn't be me, bro. 
And I'm letting y'all know it ain't got to be y'all too. And if you're touched with the clout chasing disease, I highly suggest that y'all rethink what you're doing. We're going to get through that, though. We're going to get through that, though. We only getting started. We just getting started with this shit. So what's the other uh, thing on this article? So basically, it got so popular, this location over in South Wales, Australia, that officials are continuously installing physical barriers to prevent people from going onto this ledge. However, these quote-unquote no-selfie zones have not prevented tourists from wandering out. So basically what they're saying is these folks need these pictures so goddamn bad they don't give a fuck about none of the safety precautions that are designed to make sure that they don't harm themselves. Cloud chasing? Cloud chasing or not? That's, that's cloud chasing like a mug. Forget these barriers that's designed to make sure I don't die trying to take a selfie. I'm going to do it anyway. I have to get this selfie. Like, that's terrible. This is, the, this is where we're going as society. It's dangerous. And it says, oh, Diamond Bay underscore Sydney. That's the account of the actual place. And it's to the point where they had to make an Instagram post themselves and said, hey, the council has blocked access to the clip to stop another visitor from dying. Don't bother coming if you want to risk your life for a selfie. You won't be able to. So even they telling you, hey, man, someone else has died here. We're going to keep blocking access. If you're trying to possibly kill yourself on accident by taking a selfie, don't do it. Don't bother. Don't waste your time. Even they're saying that. And people are still ignoring the warnings and being like, oh, well, I'm going to get this picture. Like, that's terrible. It's like, and then if you're a tourist, you don't know the lay of the land. You don't know what type of, of um, cliff it is. And from what I'm reading, it's a sheer cliff, which means it's real easy to take a little tumble. All it takes a little bit of wind in an imbalanced position, and your ass is out of here for a selfie. It ain't worth it, y'all. This is where we're moving to as a society, and it scares me because it's coming from thoughts that are not ours. And I'm going to get to that in just a moment. I'm going to speak on it. It's going to be one sentence in terms of why I said that. But listen in. I'll, I'll explain it. So, I just, other shit. So, besides falling off cliffs, besides falling off buildings and towers and shit, we out here bothering animals and their natural habitats, safaris and shit, antagonizing strangers for online content, which honestly I think is the absolute worst thing you can do. When it, that in animals like yeah you can harm yourself but that's because of your own decision when you start putting yourself in a position to where you're not in control of other people's reaction and you're doing what you're doing for the sake of content creation you don't have a control or say so over how that other person may feel even if they don't know your intention so when you get your ass beat or when somebody gets angry or hot with you it's just a prank it's just for instagram that's not gonna fly with a lot of people you can't roll up on folks with cameras and stuff and expect them to react favorably or give you mercy or leniency because you just gotta get this on camera. Like I think that's I think that's a very um I think it's a very immature type of logic to have when it comes to dealing with different types of people that you don't know. Um also we're doing this for for a look as well as attention and approval for others. I mean, come on now, this is what social media is about. I ain't saying I'm perfect. I mean shit, we all post for some type of approval or some type of um need to reach out to somebody, right? But doing it in this way to me, I think that's flawed and I think that's out. And it's becoming an epidemic. It is. It's to the point where people that were cool being who they are are now trying to switch and revamp and, and, and rebrand and do things that other people are doing because they need whatever it is that they saw that person get. And I think that shows a, a lack of confidence in themselves and a, a lack of mindset. You tired of doing what you're doing because you feel like it ain't getting to where you need to go faster than where you need to go to. So what you want to do is instead of be yourself and do what you got to do and take the journey of the unknown the way it's coming to you, you want to follow the blueprint exactly letter by letter, line by line of somebody else, whether it's minuscule as an Instagram post or whether it's something major like a business or um, personality revamp or something like that that might make you money or or um, things like that. You rather do it somebody else's way because you know that works. I just I just can't. I can't. And I've seen it. It's happened to me. And shit, I ain't, I ain't even popping, popping like that. You know what I'm saying? I fool with y'all. Y'all fool with me. But you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing my thing one day at a time. I've seen people low-key do things exactly just like me. And then tell me they're doing things exactly like me. They want to collaborate and do shit like me. And I'm not making it about me, but I'm just saying, like, it happens to people, all types of people. Simple girls that walk through the mall. 
what I'm saying? They fly, they do their own thing, they get noticed. Next thing you know, somebody wants to dress like them, not because they're inspired and think their outfit is cute, but because they want the same exact notoriety, the attention. That is clout chasing. You're wearing shit you don't even think is cute, but since you see another person doing it, you wear that now because you need whatever it is that you saw them get. Endorsements, um, brand sponsorships, um, attention, uh, features. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, we do stuff like that. Music. I really appreciate a time where I saw different regions have their own kind of music. To me, that showed diversity. That showed originality. That showed comfort in where you was in your, in your regional section of where you was on the map. Everything got the same trap beats. And being from Atlanta or Stone Mountain, be that, being from Stone Mountain and, and seeing the whole world sound like trap, it was cool at first, but then I was like, damn, don't nobody got anything else they trying to put out? And I know I got some artist friends that may not be happy with that because they low-key do the same shit too. But my thing is if you do it because you like it, that's one thing. If you switch your style up because you want to remain relevant and hot and you don't like it and you're doing it without integrity, you're cloud chasing. Friend or no friend, bro. Sis, it's cloud chasing. Cloud chasing disease. You might have a touch of it too. You feel me? And I said that out of love. Other symptoms if you ain't know, making up lies, fake tweet story threads, Faking other shit, stealing shit, other online content to go viral or to get on blogs for attention or to get sympathy and empathy from everybody else. Or you're making friends solely for convenience and plug tapping. Then you tap the plug so much it's broken. So now you ain't got no more connects. Yeah, you're burning bridges on accident because you're taking a mile instead of an inch. Also, again, like I said before, filming dangerous civilian conversations versus walking away or jumping in. Now, I ain't talking about police brutality. That's different. That is that's injustice. That's different because sometimes people need to see what's going on. If your ass can't jump in, all you can do from where you are is to um, is to go ahead and film someone for the sake of bringing it to national and worldwide attention to bring a better conversation or some type of positive change so people can be more aware of the bullshit that goes on in our world. That's different. But the little petty shit, men fighting women, punching women in the face, um, other other uh, the Popeyes thing with the little boy, stuff like that to me. You're going to film that, but you're not going to jump in. That's cloud chasing. I, I just, I just, I don't know. So now going back to the tweets and stealing content, I know you're probably thinking, Maria, it ain't that serious, sis. It's just a tweet, right? It's just social media. It's not real. And yeah, I feel you, right? But I also believe in being intentional about the shit you do, right? So when you steal a tweet or like a design or an idea and you pass it off as your own with the hopes that it'll go viral, that tells me that you would rather choose something more established than taking a chance on your own original thoughts and ideas. I mean, it's a different, we're in a different um, time when it comes to going viral, but I'll get to that in a minute. Let me finish out these symptoms and I'll let y'all know what I mean. So other symptoms include impatience, which your, your specific circumstance that you ain't happy with and you switch your style up. That's, a, that's another symptom. Um, and when I say stealing, I also mean stealing, not necessarily, well, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I mean. Stealing because you know it's time to get in front. Stealing for attention, stealing to be somewhat connected or associated with something that you just stole from. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> I have a real life example, but the the person that I'm referring to still thinks that um, hmm, this person maintains that they did not mean to steal from my brand, and literally they literally took the whole fucking like thing, right? And I maintain with them, regardless of whether they meant to steal it, if you Google whatever it is you're trying to do when it comes to spiritual homegirl, I pop up. So this particular person said she didn't know I existed. I mean, I'm going to keep it honest. She probably listening to this shit right now. I'm going to maintain I think that's bullshit to this day. But only because when you put a, a, like a word in front of spiritual homegirl, I still pop up, right? So it's a little weird when someone tells me, when they tell me, hey, I didn't mean to take something from you. Um, I just, you know, I just changed everything and I just said, yo, like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and look at the trademark in this. I didn't know it was trademark because I own my shit. I'm going to be honest with y'all. It's very important. If you go in the age of cloud chasing, it's very important to own your shit because it's hard to have a defense against people that steal when they don't, um, when you yourself didn't protect your idea. So for me, my shit is protected. You feel me? So, um, and it's, it's I'm proud to say I own my name. You feel me? And I'd be damned if I let somebody infringe or anything that i've purposely went out of my way to protect so with this particular person she said and i tried to come off respectfully it wasn't that i was like hey bitch you took my name whatever i wasn't even coming at her like that but i was just saying hey like you know what i'm saying like i've established something for the past few years i protected this you know what i'm saying and i'm just letting you know what you're doing uses my mark that i own 
and I'm just letting you know respectfully, you know, please cease and desist, whoop, whoop, whoop. And, I mean, I'm still not, I'm not mad at her. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could be an honest mistake, but I highly doubt it. Like, it's just the way... It, it was like, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know you existed, whatever. And I feel like in this day and age, Google is free. And Google takes two seconds. And I feel like to even sound similar for the sake of sounding... Um, and I'm not saying she did this. But for... I mean, hell, who knows? But I'm just saying, like, for the sake of people who purposely change their name to something that is established for the sake of being associated with it so they can go ahead and get the little trickle down followers i think that's cloud chasing as well so i'm basically saying all that story with with respect to old girl is one she probably listening i ain't mad okay i ain't mad but you know we had the conversation to this day i i maintain that you know what i'm saying there's no there's no love lost but just do your own shit um you know what i'm saying you don't have to take someone's entire um brand name or entire concept and make it yours because you see that it's working. Because to be honest, a lot of us out here that's doing things, whether it's um, on a micro-influencer or a macro-influencer level, it's it looks easy, but it's a lot of work. And um, to attach somebody's or attach yourself to somebody's hard work for the sake of um, association or seeing that if you can get your own shit off much easier if you associate with them... Um, by changing your entire shit up, I think that's that's clout chasing to me. You're gonna disagree with me. Not, and I'm I'm saying like y'all may disagree with me. I mean y'all y'all can. I mean I don't care either way. I said what I said. But to me, I think when you switch your whole style up and you revamp for the sake of being similar to someone else and that's not being true to you, or you purposely infringe on somebody else's shit because you know that it could get you a little bit more um more popularity, more influence, and things like that. And that's not like a predetermined collaboration with that person you infringing upon. That's clout chasing to me. And when it comes to just from a micro-influencer level, cloud chasing can come from corporations, bigger brands, macro-influencers too. Sometimes there may be bigger companies, brands, and influencers that purposely and they willfully steal from emerging brands. I ain't going to say smaller brands because I think um, you know, being intentional with our words is very important. And that's a, that's a practice that I'll be doing to the day I die physically on this earth because checking your vocabulary and what you say is really important, right? So I don't like to call people little or smaller um, when it comes to brands and things like that and influencers. I call them emerging because that's what they're doing. And not to mention, quiet as it's kept, smaller, quote unquote, smaller or emerging brands may have more engagement and influence than the macro influencers, corporations and um, companies themselves. So that's just a little food for thought. But um, but sometimes they take two and that's cloud chasing. The needs to be relevant. Somebody might be fading out. They need to get a little juice, need a little bit of reboost. So they go pick up on somebody that's up and coming, that's popping as fuck. They got, you know, a real loyal brand following and they steal from them. Or they may not really fool with them or don't want to fool with them, but they partner up with them because they know that they need cross promotion for that audience. That's clout chasing too. It's one thing, like I said, if everything is authentic and it's fair. But when it comes to a situation where there's hidden agendas and intentions and things like that, and it goes to infringe on somebody else's work. For the sake of relevancy to that other person, that's leeching, that's parasitic, and that's not cool, and that's cloud chasing disease at its finest. Like somewhere along the way, we value notoriety and fame over just stability. Whether it's stability in self, whether it's financial stability, whatever it is, we just we just value like being known and being stable. And in the image seems cooler than the substance. You know what I'm saying? Like there's people that we seen. On this social media here, get exposed for scamming, lying, doing bad business, making up whole fake ass lies, but they still have relevant fan bases that are loyal. And it doesn't matter because the thought of who they are, and who they could be, the lie was stronger than who they really were or who they were exposed to be. And then when it comes to going viral, I think people saw the wonders of what going viral can do for them maybe 10, 12 years ago. And, um... And I can see why they would want to have some stars in their eyes with that because back then going viral was fire. You could actually ride out a moment for a month, two months. And if you're really smart, ride it out to where you can have a, a relevant brand to this day. Right? But we in a different time now. <laughs> it's here today, gone today. Like literally we've had scandals and all sorts of things happen. And then the next day, two days later, don't nobody care. The fact that we talking about the Popeye's chicken sandwich almost a week later is surprising to me because usually folks don't go this hard. Usually we go on to the next scandal, the next gossip, the next BS, what the next expose or the next fun fad or viral craze and don't nobody care no more. 
Like, it's here today, gone today. We'll be lucky if we retain followers who actually give a fuck after the first 24 hours. And then, even then, we're so fickle as a society because if someone found us because of, like, a particular video or content, when somebody follows you, nine times out of ten, they want that same comment that brought them there, right? That same content that got them there. So, if that's the case, going viral is a little bit more tricky because... If they found us off of one particular thing and we're actually multidimensional, multifaceted beings that actually have other things to offer besides this one thing, you better, one, have something locked and loaded just in case your ass go viral so you can capitalize on it if money was your agenda. Or two, hope they stick around once they realize that, again, you got other things to offer than this one dance or this one this one plate of food or this one bit of commentary. You know what I'm saying? So you got to make sure that like people will stick around if you care enough, if, if going viral was your goal. You know what I'm saying? Because if not, they'll just go on to somebody else. Like it's, it, I mean, the unfollow button is right there. It only take half a second to press. So, and I think the reason why um, people might end up switching their style up and kind of going content heavy on something they may not be comfortable with um, is because they may not necessarily feel comfortable with the idea of being themselves and thinking that people might actually fuck with them for that, right? I mean, like a wise woman told me years ago, it is easier to make love to a lie than fuck with the truth. So even though a person may not want to do this particular kind of content or feel like they are forced into being um, this particular artist or this kind of personality online, they will continue to fool with it because they don't think that they'll have any other fan base any other way. And that's an unfortunate reality of the situation. But then I guess it goes back to, you know, fooling with those that fool with you. There are some people who might like only my plant-based posts. There may be people who only like me when I'm cussing and ranting. There may be people that only like me when I be, you know what I'm saying, twerking or showing carnival pictures or bikini pictures. Like, I know people have different things they follow me for, but I don't cater to any particular group. I cater to those that like spiritual homegirl or Maria, who she is, for who she is, in her totality. Because we're made up of different parts, not just one part, you know what I'm saying? So, um, so now that we got that out the way, let's get to the causes of uh, clout chasing disease and I've, and I've mentioned the causes of ccd um previously but one cause is not one to pay their dues again society is moving rapidly thanks to you know the technology updates they're just moving quick right so we somehow are thinking that since our ease of use is easier um other shit like work and you know success should be easier too and i understand to a degree it's about working smarter not harder but i feel like it's about working working ethically and authentically versus um this dog eat dog um I'm just going to swipe shit underneath people's noses and just pass it off as my own. Like, that's kind of what we're moving as society. And that is, that's purely uh, uh, an effect of cloud chasing disease. Another cause I thought about that may be, um, you know, interesting when it comes to CCD and cloud chasing disease is that our human worlds, or as some spiritual elitists will call it, our third dimensional worlds, are so lame that the attention in online world provides an escape that may cause an unhealthy dependence on the attention and approval of random strangers in our circle of loved ones, right? So when we're escaping from society that is um, that is where we are now, it can be kind of depressing when you sit and think about where we are sometimes, right? If you choose to focus on that. So if you escape online and, you know, you're, you're online posting and, you know, you create a world for yourself that helps you cope with that type of reality, um, you're constantly seeking some type of attention, right? And... When you're lost in this world that you created for escapism and you're fed off of the attention to survive, you'll never plateau because you'll constantly need it, right? And in order to keep getting that attention that you need, it's almost like a drug. You have, In order to do it, you go harder. You start doing other shit you would normally do to get it. You got to go the extra mile and, and jump out of character and shit. And that's when that occasional getting out of character or even, um, you know, a few times jumping out of character, then it turns into just a complete shift of character, right? I mean, I feel like as long as people like who we are, fuck what everybody else thinks, but I know that's easier to, to say to somebody than to think it. So I understand it. I'm not discounting that at all. Um, but the way I look at it is those that don't really like us for who we are, they're not the ones that's meant to align with us at this period of time in the journey, and that's okay. I have people that follow me on Instagram that don't follow me now, and I don't follow them, and that's okay. They weren't aligned to be here now or they weren't never aligned to begin with that's not my problem to worry about why what i can deal with is worrying about or not even worrying about but focusing my energy and my attention on who's aligned here and how i can build with them that's all i really care about and when i look at things like that it makes the whole following social media stuff low-key a non-factor to be honest 
And a lot of our programming, whether it was home, school, job, or what have you, or experiences, it's somehow been ingrained in a lot of us to be likable by everybody or else we're not valuable, right? Or that we're difficult if everyone doesn't like us. Or that we're problematic and and sometimes people be fucking up. Sometimes people don't like you because you're a shitty person. And I get that. Or you make shitty decisions, right? We're not talking about that. Um, I'm talking about the beauty in the totality of who we are. Flaws included. That humanizes us. That makes us who, us, um, who we end up being. That makes us um, lovable by folks. It's the human part of us. The imperfect parts of us, the differences and things that make us unique and special, that I think makes us lovable by other people. Not making sure that we put on this this blanket smiley face or this blanket personality so everyone can feel comfortable to be um to to like us. I think that's that's not fair to trade in our integrity for the sake of being liked, right? Um I'm just not with the separation also of human and spirit. Um I think that's I'm starting to think that the way it's being used lately is kind of being more spiritually elitist than educational. Um, I did do an episode about spiritual elitism. I'll leave that in the show notes too. Um, I think that, you know, yeah, we can be... I, I mean, the whole humans having spirit experiences and, and spirits having human experiences, people use them interchangeably. I, I agree with that. I think they're, they're, you really can't separate this. Oh, I'm a spirit and you guys are on some human shit. No, you're on some human shit too. That's why the fuck you here. You here to learn like everybody else. You dig? So I feel like those things, those um and imperfections make us special. And I think that, you know, that also makes us find who we're meant to find on the journey too. Everybody not for everybody. I don't believe nobody to say that. We are all connected, but we are not all compatible. I mean, that's gonna be something I'm ain't saying forever. I'm never gonna change my thought process on that. Because people have different missions, different agendas. It might be to serve the greater good, but the how may be required different characters, different methods, and different people that believe or not believe in those methods of getting it done. But yeah, that's a whole nother episode. I'll, I'll be in sat here and talk all day on that. But like I said, it's getting downright dangerous when I see women uh videos of women being accosted in clubs, men over here filling them up and ain't nobody jumping in. But yeah, I got a fucking video of a potential sexual assault or sexual harassment on camera like that's clout chasing like use a bitch if you do shit like that and bitches it's it's gender neutral you feel me like that's bitch like behavior you see somebody getting molested in a club and or assaulted on the club and you don't do nothing but film it you don't jump in you don't give that information to, to whoever like you to, to you know like some people believe in the system in terms of the police some don't but you're not gonna give that video to whoever's gonna handle it and, ma- and rectify the situation but you'll videotape it and then you'll take that video on your phone then you'll post it on your accounts that's bitch made behavior i don't know if people gonna call it because i mean i don't see people calling for i mean i see it nowadays black twitter is no joke but it's like we gotta start holding people accountable on this you're out here posting people being in dangerous situations and you ain't gonna jump in like the fuck who you think you is you gonna film it you think you spike lee like no we're not rolling like that that's that's out i don't understand where we got to a place where cloud chasing disease and got so prevalent that being a good samaritan is less important than documenting the uh the issues that we that we that we're documenting like i don't understand good samaritans is jumping in being a helping hand when someone needs you but you'll use your two hands to film it and then the cold part is we'll upload this shit and not make a dime you feel me so yeah them, them fifty thousand likes and retweets yeah that did that get some money in your pocket though like what it's clout first and then money later you feel me like it's like like even if you want to be a content creator like a world star hip-hop or or um, other people that, that post, like, you know, funny videos and viral videos. Not violence now. We're just talking just, like, funny viral videos. Even if that was your agenda to post that kind of content, right? Like, that's the second. That's a secondary part. you rather get the clout first and hope that it goes viral at the expense of other people. And then use that to get paid. It's like, what? Like, it's just, to me, I just think it's a double whammy. I'm going to keep it a thousand. It's just kind of like, god damn. The dollar ain't shit, first of all. The dollar ain't shit compared to other world currencies in value. But what I'm learning here then in our society and worldwide society is that clout is more valuable than the dollar bill these days. Clout ain't paying no bills in this bitch. The economy ain't doing that well. Look at the news, bro. 
These corporations, they ain't cashing out on these jobs. Yeah, there's more jobs, but they ain't cashing out. These jobs they ain't paying no more than twenty twenty five an hour. So why place clout so high on your things to achieve? So I've done enough complaining about the causes and symptoms and shit, right? Let's talk about the cure, right? Fortunately, CCD, cloud chasing disease, is curable with treatment. Now, one form of treatment is unplugged from all social media and detox. Yes, sis. Yes, bro. Put the damn phone down. First off, social media is designed to make you an addict. I'm finding out more and more information, right, that's talking about how certain employees at some of these platforms that we love so much, they own children, don't own these cell phones, let alone play with these damn apps. So it makes you wonder how someone else's child can play with an Instagram or play with a certain app, but yet someone's employee will say, you know what, I never let my kid get on that app or Facebook or Twitter or YouTube. That's some real weird, uh, that's some weird, that's some weird stuff to think about. Your kid can play with it, but the person who developed it for all of us to use, their children can't fool with it. This says a lot without saying much. You dig? If you don't believe me, you can Google the articles. Matter of fact, a good book to brand this into more perspective and a better context is called Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport. Now, this is a really good book. There's a Breakfast Club interview that he did as well that should put you on game. I would suggest looking at that, that interview first before you... Um, before you go ahead and invest in a book because that book is going to really deep dive and you're going to be angered when you initially read the book um when you should read it because i know i was angry when i read it i was i was hot i felt played and we all have been played when it comes to social media to a degree right there's ways you can use it but the way we all are using it is in a way that we're getting played by and um and once you get over that initial anger hopefully you'll feel informed and then hopefully you'll feel relieved by the feeling of being informed by what he has to say in that book. And then hopefully you can empower yourself by uh, the tools and tips that he gives you to use social media in a more responsible way. Because cloud chasing disease, that also causes us to use social media in a reckless and destructive way. But, you know, if you need you know, a link to that book or even to the interview, I'll leave it in the show notes. I'll leave it for y'all. Secondly, another cure is to check your intentions, right? Double, triple, even quadruple check your intentions. Is what you're doing for you or is it for them? Them being anybody external, right? If you truly can't answer that you're doing whatever it is you're doing for you or for the better good through you, ask yourself, right? Like, what was the moment that happened in our life where we decided to give all of our power and sense of self-approval away for somebody else to hang that over our head? Because that feeling or that event has dictated how we move when it comes to... um, Doing things with impure intentions for the sake of approval for other people and not our self-happiness or self-fulfillment, right? And when you think about that event, think about it like like really sit still and try to recall every single detail, every feeling, every sensation, every word that was said. How did that event happen? And then why did that happen? And if you could do it all over again, would you have done it the same way? And would it have happened the way it did? And most importantly, will you choose to heal from it? And if it comes to healing, will you need assistance, whether it's a support system to hear you out or to give you some kind of clarity, or will you need professional help, like a mental health professional or a therapist? Ain't nothing wrong with therapy. And then after that, are you willing to hold yourself accountable in the future if you get caught slipping, doing the same shit? A third cure. Remember that there's nothing wrong with documentation, you feel me? There's nothing wrong with that. However, there is something wrong with not taking calculated risks um, with your life for the sake of documentation. Like, if you just blindly just go into something, disregarding stuff, that you're not taking a calculated risk. You don't give a fuck. That's reckless. That's ruthless. And playing with your life for the sake of documentation is not fun, especially when it's something frivolous like a picture or an encounter with somebody. I mean, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, like one of my OGs says, right? And I think the key when it comes to that is assessing which game is stupid and which game is smart. And honestly, whether either game is worth the energy or power to play. Because sometimes, you know, cloud chasing, when somebody gets smacked up on camera for being funny to the wrong person, or when somebody gets um, beaten by an animal, or when somebody breaks... Um, a leg from falling off of a balcony low-key with all due respect. That's a stupid prize for playing a stupid game. Playing with your life, it's always going to be a stupid game. Because there's so much more It's so much more 
worth living for and so much other things that that you could you could do then put yourself in a position to be in harm's way because you chose to be in harm's way over something frivolous risking your life for the honor of somebody or defending somebody or things like that i see that can happen that's not clout chasing that's protection that's being a good samaritan if necessary we're talking about frivolous shit and you know and that it is what that is right so long-term effects even though there's a cure for cloud chasing disease, there can be permanent effects. As diseases of the physical body, they have long-lasting effects on your organs for some of them that will never go away. Um, even if it's been cured, CCD, cloud chasing disease, can permanently damage your credibility. You need an example? i give you a childhood example. The little boy who cried wolf. The little boy was bored as hell playing with them sheep. He was sick of playing around in the, in the fields and shit. In the forest, he, you know, not that far from the village. He bored, though, right? He was tired of talking to his dog, playing on a shepherd's pipe. And then he was just thinking, just kind of bothering him, you know, just kind of just thinking, yo, like, you know, I wonder if I see a wolf, what these people will do. You know what? Let me see. So his need for attention caused him to cry, wolf, wolf. And, you know, on sight, village come through like, hey, where the wolf at? And he laughed, thought it was funny. And the village said, okay, you know, he's tripping, whatever. Did it again. Wolf, wolf, they come out. He laughing again. The village said, this boy tripping. This boy here doing this for the clout. And they did it again. But the thing was, when that boy called wolf the third time, there was a wolf. But he had fucked off his credibility so bad because he had CCD, clout chasing disease, playing around for attention. Acting like his life was in danger or his flock was in danger. Once his life and flock was in danger at the thought of this damn wolf that's over here eating up this damn sheep. That village said... No, nah, you on your own, bro. <laughs> like, we don't know if you plan or not. You out here lying. Like, you out here just, you cloud chasing, bro. We not finna keep dealing with this. You done got us twice, bro. Shame on you this time. So, the the wolf ate his sheep. And that was that. And then, you know, slipped off in the forest. Like, I'll be back tomorrow. Ain't nobody coming to save you. <laughs> I, put, I put a little extra on that. But I'm just saying, like, that's a prime example of cloud chasing disease. You didn't have that example from a little, little girl, little boy perspective. And we just never realized, well, for me, I never realized up until recently that cloud chasing disease has always been a factor. It has always been something that, you know, we should avoid. So um, that's cloud chasing disease. And, you know, if you're okay with your credibility being damaged to any and everybody, potentially on a permanent basis that could possibly save your life in the future, then that's fine. You know what I'm saying? Eat that cloud up, you feel me? But... If not, you know, there's always help and treatment for CCD, like I mentioned before. And with that being said, may the force of authenticity and pure intentions be with you. So that was this week's episode about CCD, a.k.a. the clout chasing disease epidemic that is slowly destroying our community. Hopefully you will pass this episode on to somebody who might need to hear this. Or if you have a little bit of clout chasing disease in your system, cure yourself before it's too late. So with that being said, y'all, this has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. My name is Maria. And remember, trust the journey, trust yourself, and cure yourself of the CCD. Peace.